wife does. I said, well, uh, she, she stay at home. Oh, she doesn't do anything. <laughs> so next year, when we are going to renew the visa, they ask me what your wife does. I said, she's a policeman. She's a law enforcement. She's a judge. She's a nurse. She's a doctor. She's a teacher. She, she's also chief in, in, in the kitchen. And, and they were writing all those things. And, and I said, and she takes care of the house too. What should I put it there? I said, well, just choose one of that. <laughs> she does. She does. She does. Make no mistake. So, Anna, would we stand because there's a lot of people that have not seen you. And uh, then we have Joseph New here and Arthur Silas on this end, if you guys would, would stand on this side. And then we have Anna Laura and we have Jonathan David. Where is Connor? We, okay. Uh, this is all that we, we have today. And I love my family. This is a very unique situation for me. It's my first time visiting North Point. That's the truth of the matter. Uh, I love you. I was telling Dr. Lee a minute ago, I feel like a child come to Christmas in a split family. <laughs> I, 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 I do. I, I had a great time with Pastor Egan and Mrs. Egan. I, I love them. And I'm having a wonderful time with you. I love you as well. And as happened with any child, in circumstances like that, we just got spoiled. <laughs> we just got spoiled. Well, I don't have any sad stories to tell you. God has blessed us there in Cape Verde. And it's because of people like you pray. I read somewhere that God answers prayers and then he's doing that right there in Cape Verde first year we were there we saw at least among those that came to know the Lord three giving a witness by way of baptism and then in 2014 we saw six doing that and then in 2015 we saw 12 doing that it's, it's duplicating and my pastor was there uh, he baptized one, so was 13 in 2015. And uh, I'm looking forward to 26, Lord's willing, for this year. Uh, make no mistake, God can. I have seen it. Uh, my pastor today told me, oh, you are 6% of the necessary support. I said, no, no, no. I started crying. I said, no, I'm 100%. I have 100% of what God has for me to have. And when he wants to increase that, it's good. If he doesn't want to increase that, he can put the gas price down. Amen? <laughs> he can. He can. The last time I drove to Carrollton, it was $109 to fill the car that the doctor of power there allowed to me. So this time I drove to Carrollton, and I filled the same type of car with $50. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. Okay? So pray for us. We return to Cape Verde tomorrow. Tonight, I have to go to North Augusta. I did not book a meeting tonight. Uh, Duke even suggests that, well, maybe you need to rest some. And God had other plans for that. Because on Friday, Dr. Bill there took me to a place 
that is doing a major impact about taking the gospel in the globe. And they have all kinds of equipment. I mean, things that you can take to the middle of the Amazon jungle or to the middle of Africa, and is is solar panel, and you can play a, a, a film there. Oh, you can do gazillions of things. And I saw, I said, okay. Now I see how much cost. They told me, I said, uh, I, I cannot afford. I mean, I, I really, honestly, I cannot afford. I have put everything on the credit card that Anna wants, so now it's time to get off a credit card, amen? <laughs> so I cannot afford. So they, they, she told me, well, there are some, some organizations that they could sponsor you. I said, okay, what do I need to do? Well, send some information. I said, well, give me a piece of paper. I can write down. Now, I said, yes. Can I write down now? She said, well, uh, might be better if you're doing a computer. Well, my phone is dumb. <laughs> Just good for speaking. I said, well, can I borrow a computer? She said, uh, yes. And, and they are closing down the shop. It's almost 5 o'clock. So I go there, type up information. She sent to Camps Crusade into another organization. And five minutes, I mean, five minutes after, she got approved to give us one of the equipment. Wait, don't clap yet. I was on the phone, redeem the times for the days are evil, right? I was at the phone as she sent the information, talked with the pastor in North Augusta. And he told me on Monday that he wants to bring a team this summer to Cape Verde. And he wants to do evangelist outreach. And I said, Dr. Marshall, you not believe this. I said, I'm in a place, they have all kinds of equipment. And they have an equipment, we can show a film to a live audience, you know, open air. For a thousand people. You can put the screen there on the middle. People on one side can see it. People from the other side can see it. Ah, it's amazing. He said, Louis, you want to get that? I said, to be honest with you, I want to get that. He said, just go ahead and place the order. Now, can you do this? Can you come on Sunday and preach to us? Tell the church what is going on. I'm going to cut the check for the equipment. I told him it was $3,500. You know, uh, the, the $1,000 view equipment. Uh, and he said, uh, you come, you preach, you motivate the troops, and I'll give you the check. I said, just one thing, Pastor. I cannot take Anna and the children. They need to stay. He said, oh, that, that, that's not a problem. But can you come? I said, yes, I'll be there Sunday afternoon. Now you clap. So now we have two equipments. You know why? God knows. When I go back to Cape Verde, our pastor is coming there in the end of February. We are sending one of our men to the island of Fogo. We are going to get him starting the ministry. He'll take one equipment with him. And I'll have the other one. All I'm telling you is this. Don't need to doubt him now. You know why? He'll make a way somehow. Saved. This far. Jesus has bought you. Don't need to doubt him now. Would you open your Bible to John chapter 16 verse 33. Thank you again. 
John chapter 16, verse 33. As you go there, I'll pray. Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. Thank you for North Point Baptist Church, for the heritage, for the history, and thank you for the present. I do pray for Dr. Lee and his wife and the children as they lead your flock here, that you continue to bless them and allow them to go a little bit further and help, Lord, the leadership of this church to do everything that will glorify your name. I do pray for anyone that is here today that's facing struggle, that's facing trials, that is facing tribulation, that's facing all the circumstances of life, that they you will understand that you are the only God that can solve all of our situations, all of our problems. I do pray that you anoint me with your Holy Spirit and help me to preach the word of God with power. In Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving. Amen and amen. I saw some visitors. Anybody that's visitor for the first time today? Please. Yes. Please. I already told you this. Come back next Sunday. Don't take this as your trial for the church, okay? This is not a test drive today. Next Sunday, everything goes to the way it ought to be. You promise to come back, please. I cannot preach if you don't promise to come back. <sighs> Can you imagine people leaving here and saying, Man, I didn't understand a clue what's going on there, you know? It's called foreigner. That's what it is. Well, if you are there in John chapter 16, verse 33... John chapter 16, verse 33, the Bible says, These things, what things? The Lord Jesus was telling them about the Holy Ghost. The Lord Jesus was telling them about uh, that he would go. The Lord Jesus was telling about them all that they need in a nutshell before his crucifixion. And then he tells them this. These things I have spoke unto you. That in me, in Jesus Christ, ye have, what? Peace. That's settled. In Jesus, you and I, we have peace. And nothing else. Now, like you say, however, as the Bible tells us, there's a period there in the, What? It's not in Jesus, in the what happened there? He shall have what? You might as well turn off when Joe's thing come to the TV and say, forget about that. I'm telling the truth. If you don't want it, I leave right now. But ye are going to have tribulation. Don't come with this positive thinking. It doesn't work. It doesn't. I could have positive thinking. Man, I want to have hair like Dr. Lee. I want to have a hair like Dr. Lee. I can be positive as much as I want. It's not going to work. I'm telling you the truth. It shall have tribulation. Make no mistake. But like I told a lady... In the bank this week, as I told her to come to church, I'm a cheerleader this morning. You know why? Be of good cheer. Be excited. Even though right around us we have tribulation, but in Him we have peace. 
There's no such a thing he carrying us when we have troubles. He carry us, period. All the time. And the truth of the matter is that one hand on the top, the other one on the bottom, and everything is falling around us, not in us. That's what the book says. Be of good cheer. Why should we be of good cheer? I have overcome what? Guess what? I'm on the winning side. I'm on the winning side. Are you? If you are in Jesus, you are on the winning side. So, 11 down, 355 more to go. What is that? 2016. It's going to be either bitter or better. That's the truth of the matter. You know why? There is one certainty. You and I can count on in 2016. We are going to have, we are going to face, we are going to deal with trouble. Now you want to leave. Well, perhaps you might get help in how to deal with that. Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary says that trouble comes from the Latin turbo. Turba, a crowd, where there's multitude, there's trouble, and perhaps a turn. The primary sense is to turn or to steer, to whirl, as in Latin turbo, turbinis, a whirlwind. Now I broke my tongue. Hence the sense of agitation, disturbance. Let me resume that. Things that you don't plan for. I mean, I, I could write a dictionary. Trouble, those things that you don't plan for. But I read the book that's warning you and I about things that we have not planned for. We are going to have trouble. For sure, everyone deals with that. It's like, in other words, my children. Either they are, they have come, or they are going to get in trouble. <laughs> as simple as that. Sometimes they just came out of trouble. Sometimes they are in trouble. And sometimes, I kid you not, they are heading that way. I'm guilt as charge. And all of us is just like that. So, would you with me in the next few moments, consider the biblical teaching of trouble. Because if we learn the biblical teaching of trouble, and if we have the ability to apply these principles... It will give it the results of better in 2016. Now, if you come at 100 and leaves at 200, you don't apply what the Bible teaches, 2016 is going to be bitter. So, take your bulletin right there on the back. There's a picture of our family. You can write down what we'll look this morning. There's just... So many things in the word of God. But I will present to you two simple teachings about trouble. Just two. The word trouble, troubles, and troubled appear 282 times in the Bible. I want you to understand that you are not the lonely ranger. 
A lot of people goes to trouble. Would you turn with me to the book of John? You should be there already. The book of John chapter 11 and the book of John chapter 12, the book of John chapter 13 is going to prove to us that all humans, they face trouble. Are you there on John 11 verse 33? You better be there because I have a mic in my hand. I can go to you and you can read better than I. So are you there? I'm coming. John 11 33. Are you there, doc? You are. Tell me what John eleven thirty three is saying. Therefore, what Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. Wait a minute. There's no mistake on the reading here, Pastor. He read very clear. Dr. Gerald, who is talking about on that verse that had trouble? Jesus! Hello? Jesus as 100% human, he had trouble? Oh, I don't believe it. Well, let's go to the next verse. Would you go with me to John chapter 12, verse 27? Quickly, I'm coming. Are you there? John 12, 27. I'm coming. I'm coming. Are you there? John 12, 27. Dr. Jonathan, please, sir. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I unto this hour. I have goosebump. The verse doesn't say who is the person saying that, but there's an expression there, Father. Would you like to guess? Is he speaking of whom? Can anyone guess? Say it. The hour is coming for Jesus. Wow. Can you see him going to Calvary because of Louis' sin? I mean, the things that I did in the past, that I do in the present, that God forbid, perhaps I'll do in the future. And then all the sin is upon him. Now is my soul troubled. What shall I say? If you have those Bibles that Jesus speaks and it is read, you already knew it. Okay, go with me to the next chapter. Chapter 13, verse 21. Pastor will read this time. If he desire, desire I mean, he's the pastor. He can do anything, amen? <laughs> when Jesus had thus said... He was troubled in the spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. Trouble, did you write down? It is pertaining to the human race. When Jesus came down from glory, at least three times, we see that. Trouble was there with him. Wow. And what upset me, this is not on the outline, so I'll give it free. What upset me is people that when we are in trouble, they try to make us to be even farther than that. They want us to make miserable. 
Because when a daddy, a, a mom, loses a son, loses a child, when, when a husband loses a wife, when a wife loses a husband, when there's a catastrophe, they say, oh, don't ask God why, don't ask God why, don't ask God why. You cannot ask why, really. Give me a chapter and a verse. I read somewhere that Jesus said, my God, my God, why? So don't bother none that crowd. Bunch of troublemakers. It's alright. It's not if you ask God. Why God? Why that has to happen to me? Why? Why my child has to come down with this disease? Why do I need to face this God? Why? It's alright. All right, I read somewhere that he keep our tears in the bottle. He remember every single aspect of us. You are human. Make no mistake. You are in trouble. Perhaps you are coming out of it. Perhaps you are going to it. There's a turbo, a wind blowing. Bring tempest, bring all, bringing all kinds of tribulations. But worry none, it happened to all of us. We cannot go to the house now. We need to see what Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 teaches us. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. I truly believe this is the word of God. You know why Jesus faced trouble? Guess what? For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted. What is the next word? Like as we are. Yet without sin. In other words, Jesus perhaps was tempted to drop the towel. Like you and I, when we face trouble, we feel like, on Wednesday night, I want to quit. Did I not, Anna? I consider. I said, we, we need to make a decision. This is too hard. But I could not go back. I must go for it. What am I saying? Jesus understand. Just like you and I, he had faced it. So let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain what? Mercy and find what? Grace to help in time of what? Need. Like the old song says, Jesus knows how about our struggles. He knows. But is he a spectator about that? No. He will guide till the day is done. Oh, there is no friend like the lonely Jesus. I love him. But you know what? He loves much more me. And, and I'll be honest with you. He loves me like if I were his own child. Have you any of you got $5,000 worth of equipment this, this week? Have you? 
He loves me like if I were his own child. And all the things that we need to accomplish even before leaving tomorrow, I know he'll do today. I know. I know whom I have believed it. I am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against the day. So, that's where we are heading next. Knowing him. You know why? Because not only trouble pertains to the human race. The solution of troubles belongs to God. Oh, that would make, that's the time for you to shout. If, if you were a Presbyterian, you'd say, Amen! I mean, that's the time you would shout. God has the solution for our troubles. Would you go with me to chapter 14 of John? Remember, we saw chapter 11, we saw chapter 12, we saw chapter 13. Make no mistake. After Jesus said three times about his dealing with trouble. What else could he tell? To rally the troops. What else could he tell to make the troops excited? Write down verse 1. Are you there on verse 1? Come on. I'm coming. Are you there? John 14, 1. Are you there? Well, let everyone that is there read. Come on. Let. Wow. Wow, thank you. Let not your heart be troubled. Yes, I said I had faced trouble. My heart, my spirit. Jesus said, yes, yes, yes. But notice, I'm not only human. I am God. Learn that. Let, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. Or none. Everything is going to be all right. Hold on a little longer. Help is on the way. <laughs> We're none. What this teaches us. We see what believing God, believing Jesus can do. He did not say, okay, you believe in God and work hard. Do this, do that. Be faithful. Do this, do that. Whatever. He said, you believe in God? Believe else in me? Don't keep trouble in your heart. Yes, you might face the, star, the storm of your life. But don't let it come to your heart. You can plan on that. You don't know. You are asking God why. So just remember that in Him... You have peace. God is bigger than any troubles that we have. Notice here that because Jesus in his humanity he had trouble. We must consider in chapter 14 that Jesus is God. In verse 1, Jesus cares. On verse 2, he's the one that said, I will prepare a place. The reason so, and Joseph New told me that, the mansion is already there. How would Jesus prepare a place? By the shedding of his blood. Woo! He has not done that yet. So the house is there for us to move in. There's need for the remission of blood. Has the blood of Jesus been applied to our account? I will say it's lower. 
has the blood of Jesus being applied to your life? Have you been born again? Have you confessed of your sins to him? Believe that he paid and paid it all. And you want to claim him as the Lord and Savior of your life? The mansion is available for you. That's what he says. That's what the book says. Well, not only that. Jesus is God. Jesus cares. Jesus saves. Verse 6. Jesus said unto him, I am the way. There's no two. I am the truth. There's no two. I am the life. There's no two. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You are not going to the Father through him. He said unto. Because Jesus and the Father, John chapter 10 verse 30, are what? One. We must, must understand that God is not a troublemaker. In John chapter 5 verse 4, there is an angel that troubled the water. That has nothing to do with God. Has nothing to do with God. Otherwise, Jesus would say, okay, let's trouble the water. You that have been there 38 years, come on, come to the water. I'll, I'll, I'll help you. Jesus did not trouble the water. God doesn't trouble the water. It perhaps can be an angel. But a falling angel. Not God sent angel. How do I know that? Oh, come on, people. First Corinthians chapter 14. You make all the hard questions. You mark it down. And I need to go. First Corinthians chapter 14. Verse 33. Are you there? First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 33. I don't have time to wait on you. For God is not the what? Author of confusion. He's not the author of trouble. But of what? Peace. As in all churches of the saints. Jesus teaches that in John chapter 14, verse 27, that our heart should not be troubled. Twice on the same chapter, he tells us the same truth. You know why? We are slow learners. Amen. So he repeats the information. Let not your heart be troubled. Only Jesus' peace is real in any circumstance. The peace that the world offers is based upon your career, is based upon on your wealth, is based upon on circumstances of life. So when Wall Street is doing well, oh, you are fine as could be. That's what the world gives times of tranquility, of calm. But the world cannot close the window when the storm comes. But the peace that Jesus gives you is serenity in the midst of the storm. Folks, make no mistake. I have been in so very wild bulls. Have, have, is there any cowboy in the house? Man, jump in a bull, and that thing starts shaking. I have been there. Very wild bulls. Quite a lot of them put me down. 
could not hold. But you know what? He was right there with me. Even though I did not understand everything, he saw me through. It's like that lady. She just heard she had cancer. She was given two months to live. She called her pastor. And he came to the house and she told him, the doctors have given me 60 days. And he prayed with her. He, he cried with her. And she said, Pastor, let's sit down and prepare for my funeral. Oh, sis, maybe another time. You're too tired. She said, well, I don't have much time, do I? Now it's good as, as ever. So she sit, sat down with the pastor, told him what she wanted, being sung, and things. And she made him a final request. Sure enough, two months went by. And she passed. As they brought the casket to the front of the church, everybody that passed by saw that she had a fork in her hand. After the song and the eulogy and the preaching, the pastor came beside the casket and he said, What with the fork? He told how that dear saint, two months prior to that date, have called him to the house and told him about the news. She told him how she was dealing with that fatal disease. And she asked the things to be prepared for the memorial service. And she made that last request. Pastor, let me be buried with the fork on my hand. And the pastor asked her, why? And she said, Pastor, I grew up in church and I, I came to know the Lord at early age. I remember in the fellowships that we have, after we ate, someone would come and tell, okay, honey, uh, just give me your plate, keep your fork, because we, we have dessert. I remember going to my grandmother's house, and she would tell me, sweetie, uh, are you done with your food? Just keep your fork, because I have your favorite dessert. And she said, Pastor, I had had enough meal in my life. But dessert always was the favorite part. Would you let me be there with my fork as a witness that the best is yet to come? I'm ready to get my dessert. I'm ready. Are you ready to get your dessert? Are you ready to get the best that is yet to come? Let's pray.